Welcome back to episode 8 of Hedging Happiness. We had a good episode ahead. We're going to recap week 7, preview week 8. We have a special guest, recurring guest, Mark Mishu, who was in Knoxville for the big Alabama-Tennessee game. And then we're going to finish up with the snake draft of Alpha Moves. Welcome, Luke. Welcome, Mark. Mark's going to be on for the whole episode, so it'll be a treat. I'm sure you guys are feeling awesome right now. We'll get into the game, but just how has our week been so far now that it's Thursday? Has the, has the excitement worn off a little bit? Are we still on a high? No. Is it, no. no. This is no I, can tell you I can tell you why the excitement didn't wear off. Is, so I'm on hey, the reason Luke, I was hey, Luke, a, uh, Luke, Mark's going to go first. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to go first. I'm gonna, <laughs> let me take – let me – my the guy spends too. 20 minutes figuring out his idea, decides to take lead on on on. All right, let me just take. Let me just. I, I was, you know, this is my show too. All right, so I can tell you that excitement hasn't worn off because this is. I took a vac- week of vacation, and my plan. I was talking to my with my loving wife, and I said we're going to go to Knoxville for like three or four days, get the Bama game on the front end of that trip, and then go to New York and visit her sister and uh, my good friend Pat Connolly. Um, and his wife and I was like I didn't expect obviously the game that ex- we experienced but um, she got mad at me today because she's I guess not mad it's not the right word but I got reprimanded because I was talking about college football too much uh, to- <laughs> what happens with me she said oh go ahead sorry <laughs> no I was just told I was told that I I had all I had four days after the game to talk college oh. football, and that I uh, I'll just be wasted. laying in bed or like in the shower, and I will like peek my head out, and I go, Aaron, <laughs> I can't believe Tennessee won. <laughs> <laughs> and this is like, Beezer and I talked about this. I think it was before the Florida game, and I was like, if we beat Florida, and then we get a bye, and then we go LSU, and then we er, and then we go Bama. And then, and it's like, we are getting, you know, we're getting way too ahead of ourselves, but he was also wishing that it would happen because he wanted me to have the hope. And gosh dang it, I got the hope. We are back. Tennessee football is not just, it's not just back, it is entertaining. And, and I don't even know how to respond. I was telling our Tennessee chat group, I go to work and everyone's like, Tennessee's the best. Tennessee's amazing. And I, as a Tennessee fan for the last 15 years, I, I sit there and I have nothing to say because I'm so used to defending the Vols. But now I just have to be like, uh, yeah, I, yeah, they're they're good. They're good. We're good. We're back. Let, let me get let me get philosophical for a second. What is back? Like, what does back mean? Um, you know, that's something that I have reflected on as this week has gone by because everyone says we're back, we're back, we're back. Rocky Top is back, but you know. I think when you have – let me give you an example of what I don't think is back. A&M experienced it with Johnny Manziel. Now, I'm not saying Hennon Hooker is Johnny Manziel, but I do think there is – there can be an illusion of back and an illusion of, like, prominence on the national stage that A&M experienced with Manziel. Now, I see our team is kind of built differently, and I think the combination – of knowing Heupel brought this offense two years ago, and that's what's successful, and that we have a great option at quarterback next year in our backup of Joe Milton, and then a $8 million man in Nico coming in after that. I think this is sustainable, and I think 
sustainable success is back. You know, Johnny Menzel flash in the bucket is not back. I actually, that's why I think we're back. And I'm here for debate, but I mean, I, that's why I think we're back. Johnny Menzel, he was there 2012, 2013. I can't pull it up quick enough, but I'm willing to bet that Texas A&M had top tier recruiting classes for those years. So th- there's a huge difference there in that Tennessee got decimated by the transfer portal when Pruitt left. And there were, there were you know, potential NCAA punishments looming over the program. People are transferring out. It, it was doom and gloom. And then we lose our AD, McDonald's bags, cash. And, like, it, is an, it was in a significantly different place. Fast forward a year and a half, we're 7-0. and People have us ranked third in the AP poll. We don't have dudes. I mean, maybe we do. Maybe they were just like, maybe it was like camouflage somehow, but... We don't have top recruiting classes. This is a function of, I don't know, team belief and player development and a sweet head coach. But I, I, you, I mean, the Johnny Menzel comparison, I, I think he had, what was it, two losses that year also after beating Bama? But the star, I'm just saying that this can happen with teams. Like the stars can align where you have this weird like combination of talent and then it makes a coach falsely look good. And I think that's that happens every once in a while. Um, I just don't foresee that happening, given we have the talent, like the quarterback talent coming in. Um, that's just that's why I think we're back. I don't think it's fair to say you're back after you have one good year, but I think they're trending in that way. I I will let you, I'll give you a pass by saying you guys have a great quarterback option with Milton as your backup. I'll give you a pass there. That guy stinks. No 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 He had a he had he had a bad two or three games last year and and he's not very good. Yeah, well, you're basing that off of three games and on in a new system, maybe he didn't like get the system as quickly as Hooker did, but he's got probably more natural raw talent now. Whether that can Hypel can mold that into a into the system into a you know more than just raw, he can refine it. That's like remains. He's, he's at three. He's gonna have two years, like almost two plus years to refine this guy. And that's the, that, and that's that being said, we to go to him. We have have to have Nico, our five star guy, um, come in, and you know they're gonna be competing for a job next year. The, well, the other so thing I, too I mean, that I heard was, if you're a quarterback in the NCAA on a bad team or have any aspirations of going pro, you look at what Josh Heupel has done with Hendon Hooker. Virginia Tech transfer, he had a great year last, a very solid year last year, and now is like potentially the the lead leading candidate for the Heisman. You're like, well, why would I not want to go and transfer? So like the transfer portal will be open on top of of Milton, and then on top of that, you have Jalen Hyatt, who's ten touchdowns, leads the NCAA. You have Tillman, Tillman, who's probably they're both probably like second round draft picks if the, if Hyatt decides to go. Brew McCoy, like. There's just every reason to want to play at Tennessee, given what Heupel's done in the last year and a half. So I think it's like a completely different, completely different trend line, especially with the transfer portal the way it is. Yeah, I think the transfer portal is a huge asset when they've been when they've shown what they can do with Hooker. I think that's a great point. Um, I think the the huge difference is there's confidence in Tennessee that they have a coach. And if you have confidence that you have a coach, now you you get this belief players might want to start coming to play there. 
what I will say too is it's it's very early. So, like the, these other smart teams, at some point they'll probably get a like they'll figure out how to contain Hypo's offense. Now, will they ever? And I feel like this is the same for this year. Teams will find a way to to contain. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean they're giving up thirty five points a game? Maybe. Does it mean they're giving up thirty one against Tennessee? Possibly. I think the next big step for like to fully get in on Tennessee being back is they have to show that they can stop people because they scored 49 points going into the final kick and they still very much could have lost that game to Alabama. And I think both of you saying, all right, Tennessee is going to score 49 points against Alabama. Will you take that? And will you, how many, how many points do you think they'll win by? Like, I think that's kind of like the next progression of like fully, full belief for Tennessee and being back and full belief of like competing for national championships year in, year out. What gets lost in that and what you just said, though, is that we were missing our starting safety, our starting cornerback. One of our cornerbacks got hurt during the game. We had a walk-on playing cornerback at the end of the game. Like, I get it. I Like, our secondary isn't good, maybe even with those guys. But we were missing material pieces in the secondary. So I, I and that's where that's where depth comes into play. So like Tennessee will then need to like compete on the same level of Georgia and Bama in the recruiting. And I think as a whole it's going to be a lot I think just in general there's going to be more parity in recruiting because I all the way up until uh, Kirby Smart went to Georgia, Alabama got every player they wanted to, right? Yep. And then Kirby Smart got to Georgia and then some people started choosing Georgia. And then some people out of that then started choosing Texas A&M. And now if Tennessee gets that, like, they're not all going to just go to one school, NIL or not. So I think it's going to be kind of a four, like, four-dog race. And the recruits are going to slowly start to fall, like, fall at each school. And I do think it will ultimately end, lead to being more parity. Yeah, I agree, I think. And I, then it comes down to do you have the special talent and do you have the head coach? And I just – and the quarterback. Yeah, yeah, special talent at qu- or quarterback or wherever gotcha, it may gotcha. be. But yep. everything that Josh Heupel has shown so far has been reassuring that he is a good coach. I mean, he's winning with less talent, only a year and a half in the system. Not maybe, you know, I don't even know if he these could be his guys. Maybe they are. Maybe he would recruit them anyway. But there's just a lot of things that were working against him that he's overcome in a very short amount of time. Yeah, and that's something, you know, Luke, you might have had the same calendar as me. You know, I, I was on vacation, but whatever. My calendar starting Sunday was wake up, grab your cup of coffee, soak it in. We went to Mass. We went to, as a good Catholic boy that I am, we went to church. And this is how you know you're in the South. First words out of the priest's mouth after walking down the aisle was like, Go Vols. Good job, guys. And he's a Kentucky fan. He's like, I'm a Kentucky fan, but what a game. And then his whole homily was an analogy about how the Vols won. God dang. If that doesn't get you going, I was ready to run the aisle and lift this guy up on my shoulders. That's what that's what's being from the South's all about. That being said, Sunday was take it in. Monday, film. Rewatch the game. Tuesday was go and look at all the rumors swirling around the message boards i watched every interview with our defensive coordinator offensive coordinator i'm actually worried our offensive coordinator is going to leave this year yeah that being said yep. um 
this guy's this guy is he's not he's not in total control of the offense, but he is play caller. He's calling the play, he's play calling extent, with yeah. some input. Um, and then Wednesday it was kind of calmed down, and I you know called some people up, talked about the game, and now it's Thursday, and I'm finally calmed down, and now I'm all riled up again. <laughs> I mean, the beauty is that the Tennessee schedule has just been laid out perfectly. You have a bye before you play LSU. You play Bama. Now you have UT Martin. We're getting, we should get all of our, all of our injury, injured guys back by the time we play Kentucky in Knoxville for a night game. It's going to be, what is it, October 29th. It's going to be black, dark mode uniforms. You love, Beasler, I know you love the uniform game. And then the next week you go to Georgia and like with everything to play for. Actually, I think Tennessee actually can play pretty loose that game. Yeah, expectations have been raised, but it's it's like playing with house money, and you can still make it the college football playoff even if you lose that game. So I think that's a, a dangerous I'll, team to play I'll against. Touch, I'll touch on that too because I've got some fun scenarios that I've kind of thrown out to you already. Before, I've got answers. So this was, I'm sure you do. I've also got answers. <laughs> so... This was the game of the week. Let's just brief, let's talk briefly about the game. And then, Mark, I want to hear more about just, like, what it was like to be at the game, the experience, the tailgating after the game, the field, the goalpost going to the river. Before we get into that, though, really quick, I mean, I feel like most of the people know what happened in the game. We had a 52-49 game, a 50-yard field goal from Alabama with, like, 30 seconds left to win the game. 19 seconds, seconds or 16 seconds left on the clock. Something okay, insane. Still not as impressive as what the Chiefs did, but you can have your moment here. Anyways, the Bama kicker misses his kick. Tennessee does a great job, gets into field goal kicker, and then one of the most unorthodox field goal kicks, or ro- rotations, whatever you want to call, whatever that ball was doing, I swear someone had a remote control on that ball and willed its way in. Tennessee wins 52-49. What a game, though. Back and forth, that was, as a neutral guy, that was like an incredible game. And I didn't get to watch all of it due to travel, but the parts that I caught, it was just, it looked insane. Yeah. I mean, you're up 18 points, and you really like, you're like, holy crap, is this happening? But you know they're going to come clawing back at some point, right? Something Bryce Young's like uh Heisman winner he's he's gonna find a way to will them back and it's gonna be close in the end I would say when Tennessee fumbled on their own five I mean there was just things that happened leading up to that play the guy fields the kickoff in like seven yards deep then there's a penalty I think there's the the fumble with the mesh fumble no no I'm talking about the I mean, people like to talk about the Bama mistakes. How about the fumble six that we gave up? Like, these are like... I, I'm just talking about the whole game in general. Oh, yeah, but like th- that, that, at that point, I thought the game was like... I was like, oh, my gosh, like, we just oh, gave man, the game you should away. Have, you know, I can kind of hit the highlights of what I experienced, like, on game day. Yeah, um, go talk about your, like, the whole day. We'll, we'll, I'll we'll hit get some hi- Yeah, I'll hit some highlights. So, um, you know, I think expectation-wise, like coming in it was like everyone just kind of wanted to keep it close and it, i think we knew that was possible given last year's outcome it was a close game till the fourth quarter going into the game it was pure chaos like i'm talking it, it the clock struck like three and it was like a mad fucking rush can i say that on the right. mad rush on you can say whatever in, you to, want to the stadium it got to a point it was me my dad abba and my wife bridget and we got into this kind of 
like this kind of stampede where I look at my dad and I go, like, protect Bridget. And we lock arms. And it got to, like, there was girls next to us, like, fainting, like, in this stampede. It felt like the, like, what, I, I never thought, like, um, when you talk about people getting trampled to death, I was like, how does that even happen? How do you get trampled to death? I experienced that going into the game where I was like, someone might die here. And I looked to my left and looked to my right and go, everyone just take care of your own. <laughs> it was that serious. Bridget was on the verge of tears. And there was a girl next to me. I thought she was a goner. I'll be honest. I'm like, I think she's going to die. But uh, it ended up, I don't think there are any deaths. We got to our seats. And, you know, the nerves started to kick in. You know, the scared for your lives nerves died down, but the scared for the game nerves kicked in. And um, we stopped them on that fourth down. That's the same. (laughs) It is in the South. Yeah. We stopped them on that first drive, and then we scored. And I think everyone, you know, took a a deep breath, and we knew that this is – we could hang with these guys. Um, And then you have that – I think the big turn was on that – punt uh that muff punt um and we went up 18 and i think we my thought was all right let's keep a cushion let's keep a two score cushion going into the fourth and then i'll feel really good but obviously that two score cushion evaporated really quickly and we're just interchanging touchdowns um and then that fumble was i I just will note on that fumble uh scoop and score it was the most pitiful rocky top i've ever heard after because like it was the crowd like trying to like muster up enough like energy and positivity to like do like a rocky top or a go balls and it was like half the stadium and then the other half of the stadium's like here we go again um that was really sad uh but at the end of the day when we hit that field goal i've never been in such an electric environment um i've heard Neyland like loud but on that day i've never heard any stadium like that crazy uh that it like gives me chills um it was it was it was the best sporting event i've ever been to in my life and you know i'm a fan and whatever but holy hell it was nuts in there i've never heard it that loud i've heard i've heard third party sources say it's the best environment they've ever been in like best football game they've seen and best environment they've ever been in Dude, the only the only detracting thing from that is I got positioned next to two old Alabama fans, um, and this lady next to me, you know, smoker, chronic smoker, you can tell by her voice. She's like, "Go roll tide, roll <laughs> tide." Every time, any kind of positive play, and then they score. Sounds like tie- anybody from the south to be honest. Oh with you. no, this lady was <laughs> despicable. I want not very DEI of you, Beasler. Yeah. <laughs> What's DEI? We're going to get all Oh my gosh, revoked. we're going to get sued. <laughs> What's DEI? Diversity, Diversity equity, and equity, and inclusion, you insensitive. And there's fuck. also like a B, I think, now, <laughs> belonging. Oh, wow. Well, we don't check that box. Know, we're not getting, we're we're not very, getting DEI I, funding. We're very, we're very inclusive, but, you know, you got to call it how it is sometimes. <laughs> anyway, there's this, you off, Mark. there's this... I mean, this is what I imagine every Alabama fan. It's just entitled, saying roll tide after every semi-good play. And after they score the first touchdown, she looks at me, opens up her purse, goes, you want a Sour Patch Kid? I, I've never been so close 
to murdering That's an old lady you off. in my life. <laughs> I was fuming. Bridget like had to rub my back to calm me down. <laughs> swaddle just, him, swaddle oh, him. <laughs> if we win, I'm gonna go to the concession stand and shove a pack of Sour Patch Kids down your throat, lady. <laughs> Not very doctor of me, but that's how I felt in the moment. Was it do no harm, see no harm, whatever? Yeah, I was, oh, the nerve of this lady. This is this is good for humanity for Bamba to lose. Hot take. So, that, yeah, incredible game. Very happy for both of you guys. Before we move on from that game, I want you to talk about how, like, what it was like to rush the field the chaos that ensued with rushing the field. And lastly, I want both of you guys to talk about how good the cigars were after the game. Dude, so we, I, I, I like what I did. We took, we immediately after we kicked the field goal and scored, um, we like hugged it up and then cigars came out. And holy hell, there were so many, cigars got pulled out quicker than I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. I pulled out my lighter and I had 10 random guys like come up to me asking for a light. I think that was like, people forgot about they need a lighter to light these up. But then we, what, instead of rushing the field, we kind of just stood in our seats and we watched the whole field go from green to orange. Almost every part of the field was completely covered. You can see from the pictures and we just took, soaked it in. And then as soon as we're like, all right, let's go down to the field. I went down and I was like, I gotta get some of the like the end zone. I gotta like get some grass to remember this. So I go and I pluck some some orange and white checkerboard grass and put it in my pocket. Um, and I was like, that's great. And I I wanted to grab more, but the field is like very adhered. You need some kind of tool to like really get this turf up. So I was like, all right, I'll just grab some like sprinkles of grass. Um, and then I went back to my seats and my sisters like were sitting. At another area part of the stadium they're like oh i want to go down to the field so we took them down to the field and that's when i saw that's when the you know the infamous picture was taken have you seen this picture uh, Beasley? i have yeah <laughs> the infamous picture of this big old lady <laughs> hawking up like <laughs> hawking up she had like a whole, whole checker. checkerboard the old she checker just, she just came back from like a, a sod place and just ordered <laughs> sod for her backyard that's how much she took up yeah. dude i'm telling you it was impossible because i tried it was impossible to get that grass up without some kind of excavation tool like she must have had some kind of shovel or like pocket knife in her back to like hack this up uh i saw it and i was like i want to i want more than my sprinkles of grass but that's then we got on the field um one of my other friends, we took a Gatorade from the Alabama sideline, an orange Gatorade. That felt good. Uh, and then we just made our way back. And, you know, the whole way back to our car, uh, there's just people chanting, like, you know, V-O-L-S, go Vols, go. Or uh, I say it's great to be a Tennessee Vol, and you're just soaking it in. Didn't you say you did some recruiting the, on the field too? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then the recruits are everywhere, everywhere. Um, you know, they have the badges on. And then me and my friend Gabe, we're just going up to recruits and we're just yelling, you know where to go next year. You know where to go. And they're like chuckling at us. But deep down, you can tell like there, there's some an impression that was made that, that Saturday for sure. Those recruits are, they probably went home and like talked to their parents and were like, oh my God, you, these two guys, we were on the fence and these two guys yelled at us. And I think I'm going to be in Tennessee now. I'm taking credit for every member of the class of 2023 and 2024. <laughs> this this tall, like, 
Arab looking guy, skinny guy, was yelling at me. I didn't know what to do first. And then he said, Oh, you know what to do. Dude, I will say, though, when you get like people, a de- deprived fan base like we had in a scenario like we had, um, and then win in the fashion that we did. And then the Alabama band and like all their dancing team and whatever stays in their seats after we win. I saw like you might have seen like Tennessee fans are trash, man. I saw some country folks going at the <laughs> Alabama band. I was like, holy shit, there's some there's some trailer trash and they're just hurling insults at the band the band, man. You can't go after the band. That's like sacred. That's like uh, you know, like a monument, but no no mercy. These these Tennessee fans were going at the band hardcore. Well, I would say you guys especially and the rest of the Tennessee fan base, they deserve it. It's been a long time in the making, and that's what makes sports so awesome. You can suffer for so long, and then you have a game like that, and everything the last, what was it, 17 years since they've won? I think it was 16 2006. The last yeah. 16, years, get it right. <laughs> it almost makes everything feel worth it. It's like you know what we we lost those 16 years, but tonight this is what this is why we had to suffer. And that like to me, that's why sports are so amazing because you get to experience that feeling, and that's why fans they're called fanatics because you you feel the same. You feel like what you feel as like a player, as crazy as it sounds, but that's what. Again, that's what makes sports what it is. Yeah, you never want to go through. You never want to get to the bottom of the barrel or experience the super lows. But, God, the highs feel so much better when you've been there. Like, I don't expect an Alabama fan to know what that feels like. There's no way it's comparable at all. I mean, they had their time where they weren't very good and then now. But I would say the fans in the last, like, 15, 10, 15 years, like, they they don't know what it's like to have that much joy from a single game. I will never forget, like, three years ago, three, four years ago, we went to the Vandy-Tennessee game at Vandy, and we lost. And we're getting – people are talking shit to us, walking back to our cars. That's – if Vandy fans are ever talking shit to you, <laughs> you have hit the bottom of the bottom. I can't even imagine being worse than that. I can't. And, like, the – and then for two years later, three years later, for it to completely turn around – God, we also Georgia State. I mean, Jesus, we, we was you know be what like some awful teams, awful teams. What what they, what they weren't that you, great when we lost. What, what makes you go back to Vegas? What what makes you go back to Vegas? That is feel, it that rush winning, of winning. Winning, win, win, is, is it winning steadily the, through the whole weekend, or is it the first night going down huge, and then <laughs> and then the second night winning more than you'd ever imagine? That the roller coaster of emotion. <laughs> That what causes addiction, my friend. That's the good stuff. <laughs> that's the good stuff. <laughs> All right. Well, that's uh, you we're know, we're about thirty minutes in, and I think that's exactly we we needed to spend that much time on the Tennessee game to give them their their credit. But there are a few other games and. There were some really, really good games, too. We won't spend all that much time on them. But we had Penn State at Michigan. Absolute blowout. Michigan did whatever they wanted to on the ground. They ran, they ran, and they ran some more. Penn State, they made Penn State look like a very, very mediocre Big Ten team. 
Michigan, that's the blueprint that Michigan kind of had last year that made them a college football playoff team. It'll be curious to see if they can kind of build momentum with that. Penn State, we kind of talked about it. They were a meddling team. They never never really had the buzz around them to be a contender. That game was a blowout. Did you guys get to watch the Oklahoma State TCU and the USC Utah? Not a lick of it. Oh, the USC Utah, no. I saw the end, which was I awesome. I saw the end, yeah. Yeah, so we'll, we'll talk about that game. USC at Utah, what a game. For Utah games are so exciting for what like whether they're but they when they at when they play at utah this is a different team these guys are they're good they're really good at home and it was a really exciting game i think this game ended 43 42 the whole first half was basically this is caleb williams game this is his heisman game if usc goes on to go undefeated caleb williams will win heisman he kind of did what he wanted to in the second half as well but so did utah Goes down to the wire. Utah scores with like 20, 30 seconds left, and their coach has big balls, and he says, let's win this game right now. Awesome play. Cameron Rising puts it in his hands. He gets the two-point conversion, and Utah does it. And that pretty much kills the Pac-12. You have like UCLA that's, left. That's what kills right? the Pac-12. UCLA 6-0. But I agree. Like, there, there's have, no way. You have UCLA left, but you. UCLA will have to play at what, USC, Oregon, and play Oregon maybe this weekend, Utah. Yeah. I find that it's very easy to over. And I think we've talked about this a before. It's like over project yeah. these undefeated teams midway through. Like it doesn't happen. At the end of the day, it's always pretty clear. You're arguing like for that fourth playoff spot. You're not arguing against undefeated and one loss. You're arguing against like. One lost teams. You have to be, and this was. We talked about it. it, What was last year? Who was last year? Cincinnati was a four seed. But like, who was the? It was Cincinnati, Michigan, Georgia, Bama, and Georgia was. I agree with you. There are those few times where it does happen, but like, not not very often. All right, hot take. Like, UCLA. I don't think this is even a hot take. UCLA is going to lose a game. They're, I mean, they're they're favored or they're Clemson's underdogs. Clemson's going to lose a game. Clemson's are going to lose a game. That like see that's a hot take. Clemson? No, it's not. Clemson? No, it's not. I said this earlier today in a text. When's the last time an average? When's the last time an average Big Five team, or what are you? Uh, power Five. Big power Five. five te- power Five. Power Five. Sorry. When's the last time an average average Power Five team, which which they are, they're like average for their comp like. Goes they're they're on. better than average. No, no, like Let's I'm saying, put some respect on Clemson a little bit. I'm saying like average in terms of undefeated. Like this is a very like I would say TCU is an average undefeated team. Look at their margin of victory. Look at who they yeah, played. but I don't think you can draw the comparison That's... between Clemson and TCU. Oh, oh, I completely. They'll both be one loss. Clemson's big. So Clemson's big issue last year, and the reason they were never going to win games is because their offense was like totally anemic, and they weren't scoring points. Now in their last, like like the worst, the worst team like offense we've yeah, ever but seen. Now, they still what they won what nine. No. And I'm not saying they're playing like the best competition, but that's not what we're arguing. They've they're 41, 35, 48, 51, 30, 31, 34. They play Syracuse at home this weekend. They play. Then they, they play. Uh, they have a bye week. Then at Notre Dame. Then Louisville, Miami, and South Carolina. At Notre Dame, I'm like I'm not a big Notre Dame fan, but that's not a gimme. But they're scoring Especially points. A, that's the difference. Look at their margin of victory against average teams. It's a one possession. They'll be ten to they're, fourteen they're point one favorites. Fuck up. They are one fuck up 
from their one fuck up in four games from being one loss. They will put me on. Put me on. I don't know who wants to bet me. Who wants to bet I'll, me? I'll I'll take a bet with you. I'll oh, take a side oh, bet that great. they finished the they finished the regular season undefeated. All right, all right. I'll give you even odds. We'll okay. We'll we'll talk about amount offline, but I will give you even odds on that. I will even. What about do you want to go TCU on that too? Because TCU will have a one loss team too. No, no TCU is going to lose. Okay. TCU has a and really then hard UCLA schedule. UCLA will have one loss. Yeah, UCLA, UCLA will too. Clemson won't. I put Clemson UCLA in a different will have tier. Two or three oh my losses. gosh. I wish I could I I wish I could uh parlay this. TCU, UCLA, Clemson will all have one loss before I don't think we'd argue about wins. TCU or UCLA. I think we'd argue no, that Clemson's different. I think both different. those teams I think both those teams could have two losses. Like it's they, Okay, fine. Clemson. I'll do, go Clemson's going to lose a game. The the big argument for Clemson is they don't play anybody. Yeah. Like I don't think Clemson's with a, like that a being, world beater. With, with that being said, not playing anyone. Look how close some of these games are. It's scary close. Are they close though? Because like you look at the Florida State game, they won by six, but they were up like twenty. And like. I caught Wake Forest. I see. Wake uh, Forest was very Fo- close. Wake Forest. Um. I mean, before that, I'm not even gonna. Yeah, Wake Forest is very. Close. I mean, here's a question: Florida Would you State, rather play? Would you if rather? If you're looking at their, if you're looking at their weak ass schedule, they're hitting the hard part of their schedule for sure. Okay, that was my next question: Would at you rather play? If if I'm if I want Clemson to have one loss, I think I would rather them play the teams they've already played than the teams remaining. Oh yeah, I'd rather them play. Wait. I'd rather them play if I want Which them is to lose. Against what you're saying. Oh, you're wrong. You're I would wrong. rather them play at Wake Forest. I'd rather them play North no. Carolina State. I'd rather them play at Florida, at Florida State. State. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then, then you're crazy. Syracuse at home, Wait. Notre Dame on the road, and then the rest at home. The home game, no, Miami, they're South very Carolina? tough to win. At, Miami's no good. Miami's no good. Neither is South Carolina. We're gonna. Cr- is Wake Forest? When we think about South Carolina do, from do a Tennessee even, perspective, is Wake Forest any good? Yeah. Is Florida State any good? They're scoring. That's like no. Clemson's offense is better. It's not elite though. And All Wake right, Forest. I'll take can, you two then. No, I to my wager. Look, this is my. I'm not gonna wager it because I don't disagree strongly, but I do disagree. Let's 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 reel it back in because this all started talking about. No, USC, I'm ready Utah. to take someone's head off. <laughs> you, that'll that'll we, be at this. We didn't offer you gummy Alabama. bears out of our purse. Don't do anything to us. <laughs> yeah, you and Alabama Sour Patch Lady is, they're both on my hit list. Anyway, speaking of the other undefeated team or a undefeated team that you mentioned, TCU Oklahoma State. That was a. Another crazy game. Oklahoma State seemed to absolutely bottle that. They were up 14 going into the fourth quarter. I think 10 minutes left. Game goes into overtime. TCU wins by three. I cover the spread plus three and a half, which let's get into our picks because we're going to preview the weeks. Actually, we'll get into the picks in a little bit, but let's update a top 10. We have Georgia, Ohio State, Tennessee Volunteers at three. Congrats. That's very exciting. We're not satisfied. Michigan, Clemson. <laughs> not, I, if we're going off that's, resume, that's an insult. But I'll, I'll, We should be number one, and it's not even close. Yeah, like, come on. Ohio State close. hasn't just, played a single team with a winning historic? record. How's, it's so insulting. That's why no one respects the media these days. AP, my ass. Like, you're going to go off Ohio State's record against who they played? I saw someone question. saying... Yeah, it's so insulting. Are you guys like somewhat offended they're not number one? Yes, 
They should yes, be number one. I'm, that's what I'm saying right now. <laughs> they should. Do you be. guys take any weight into like you have to knock the champion off until they're dethroned? Oh, you, so is that what it is? And it's not who's the best team? Is that what the rankings are now? You, if we put you there and you don't lose, you get to stay there. Not necessarily. But, uh, but Georgia was not number one. Georgia wasn't number one to start the season. It was Bama, right? I agree. Which I, mean, I thought was, was crazy. Four, but or Georgia was four, maybe. I don't know. But I'm just, Notre Dame was, was four. Oh, Notre Dame I'm, was four. That was the AP. Know what they're doing? It's better though. I would honestly, we should be number one, and I feel like it's not even close. Like, objectively, like our strength I'm of glad schedule. We're not number one. Yeah, now, Keep, give yeah. us some sort of chip. Yeah. Like we need something to work with. Do you Whatever. think they have a chip on their shoulder for not being number one? They should. Why not? They should. Being Look being at, eleven who, point who, underdogs who is, to Georgia. Beat, who is who has beat our? That's a fucking chip. If I've ever heard of <laughs> being one. eleven point underdogs is that's a different story. Yeah. My only point was Georgia. It's not like Georgia. Like they're they're fine, and they just they just won. And so, like, I understand why they're still number one. If you want to, like, I'm not arguing that they shouldn't be either. If people were ranked starting week five, we'd be number one. Fair. I do, yeah. Yeah. Probably. That's that's the issue. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Anyways, we've got Clemson rounding out the top five. Bama at six. Ole Miss, TCU, UCLA, and Oregon. A couple Pac-12 teams to round it out. One Big 12 team. Two Big Ten teams, and the rest are dominated by the SEC and one ACC team with Clemson. Sorry. So, week six. What are what are our thoughts? It, it, we feel like this could be somewhat of a hangover week because the games last week were so good in terms of the teams that were playing, and then in terms of the quality of the actual games. A couple games we have that have very big implications. We talked about it. Syracuse at Clemson. UCLA at Oregon, and really those are like the two ones that could have a say in the college football playoff. But rounding out, we got Texas at Okie State, Mississippi State at Alabama, and then Big 12, Kansas State at TCU. Let's be somewhat brief with these because it's kind of hard. You know, 13.5 point favorites Syrac- or Clemson is to Syracuse. I don't know. This game is like a. It's I guess to mark this game doesn't matter. Like what? Thir- like if they could lose this game or what? No, I, I'm not saying they, they could lose this game. But instead of, I'll just. Are we going to picks right now? Because I got my picks. No, not picks. But not just picks. like my I, opinion I, is, I feel like like Clemson will win this game by a touchdown. Just kind of like yeah. That, I like, I'm not. I agree. I agree with you. I wouldn't take the spread. I wouldn't take. I wouldn't take money line on this sole game, I wouldn't bet this game. I really don't – no one really knows what Syracuse is or is not. But um, we all are in agreement. Clemson probably wins this game. Yeah, and... I agree. I agree. Okay. I mean, I, I think Clemson's kind of find, finding their groove right now. I think it, they're, they're moving a little bit. I have a pick in this game that uh, – I'll just actually give my Clemson pick Clemson right will be, will be double-digit favorites in the rest of their games, at least. Like, it'll be 10, 10 to 15 points in all of the rest of their games. I agree. I'll save my pick then. The other undefeated team, we have UCLA at Oregon. This game actually, this game interests me a lot more than the Syracuse game, even though both of those teams are undefeated. If UCLA wins at Oregon, I think they have, they show that they could maybe go undefeated. I don't know if they do win this game. I don't, even if they do, I still don't think they go undefeated. 
I'll be impressed. But this is what... I think I'll be impressed. I'll be impressed. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Just because of that like BYU could... game. BYU, and I don't know how... I mean, BYU may not be very good. Probably isn't very good. But they got annihilated at Oregon. I think it was similar kickoff time. Just, like, wasn't even close. And I think... Not that it's, like, the hardest place to play, but on the road, in conference, against a good team, you're a six-point underdog. Like, you, they shouldn't be winning this game. So if they win, I mean, then they just take it one game it at a time. I think it puts them on the radar. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, like, puts them on the radar. Like, people people aren't really talking about them. If they win this game, then they're, like, they take USC spot, essentially, I think. It's wait and see, point. right? Like, no one's going to be like, oh, yes. UCLA college football playoff because they haven't really – who they who they beat? I don't even know. They beat – Washington, uh, I they think, beat and Utah. Utah. They beat Utah, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that, that's a game to watch just because they're undefeated. Big 12, we have two Big 12 games. We have Texas at Oklahoma State and Kansas State at TCU. I think people are probably pointing to Texas and Oklahoma State being like the more exciting game. This is kind of like another test to see how back is Texas. Can Oklahoma State rebound after a, you know, kind of a gut-wrenching overtime loss to an undefeated team that had hopes of making the college football playoff? I think, I think this will be an interesting game. It's at Oklahoma State. Texas, like, they didn't look good last week. Oklahoma State lost last week. I think both of them, you know, probably have a chip on their shoulder to play better this week. I I don't know. I, I don't know how this game will end, I think. I, I do have action in this game, though. But I'm curious to hear what you guys think about this game. It's become a game that it's like another Big 12 game. Like, I don't really – it doesn't really impact anything from a college football playoff standpoint. It's not super interesting. Like, Texas – I understand their quarterback was out, but like they have two losses, one to Texas Tech while he was out. They couldn't get it done against Bama. Like they're probably going to lose another game. They'll be nine and three, and it, and Oklahoma State will probably be similar. It's just they just happen to be ranked, and everyone wants Texas to be back so bad that they're they're going to hype it up. Not not a super yeah. interesting game, though. I think the the Big Twelve as a whole is not super interesting because they're. I think they're essentially done. When your one remaining undefeated is TCU, you're essentially the MAC or Conference USA to me in the playoff picture. So I mean, that that's I, the fact, Jack. I have, I have a hot take. I think the Big Twelve is like one of the best conferences in football. Yeah, from bottom to top, who gives about bottom to top? No one. Wait, what does best conferences in college football mean? I think it's one that's of the what hardest he's saying. Ones he's saying like from in. top to bottom, we we have the best team. Top to top bottom, you're average. <laughs> Like Who, is that like is that what like is that what being don't say means? don't say your average, don't say your why well, I, I put you in the Kansas bucket. Bias, so I, I agree. Yeah. If Kansas you're in a, State uh, first of all. Well, you're yeah. But I, mean, I put you I, in Mike's, Mike's think, bucket with Kansas, but go, yeah. No, I just think that I mean they they're not better in the SEC. They, they're not better in the Big Ten. After that, it's like a huge drop off, and who cares? They're definitely better than the Big Ten. Why? Oh. The Big what? Ten just has two teams. And that's I more can't. interesting. What, how are we judging a conference then? I'm just Why talking about you, being like... You should never judge a conference. I'm talking about being a hard conference to play in. You're not counting Penn State? Like, yeah, I will count Penn State as well. You're not... But like, if you're, let me ask you this, Luke. If you're Tennessee, what conference would you rather play in? Yeah, the Big 12. For hopes of going... Exactly. Yeah. That's that's the all SEC. that's needed. <laughs> if, you're the, if you're Tennessee... 
You want to play in the Big 12 if you want to go. You have to play. You have to play every Big 12 team. It's okay. And you, which, I'll play a yeah, bunch of. Yeah, but like you, if, but if you lose one game, I'd rather play every Big. Is what 12 you guys are saying? It's like a bunch of. Um, Missis- if you lose one game, you're out. Mississippi State's is how I see the Big 12. Okay, so if you played Mississippi State nine times, like. I'd rather do that than play in the Big Ten or the SEC. I have to play Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm not. Everyone has their own opinion. I, I think it's. And have there been crossover games? I I don't even know. That's a real question. Has Has Big Twelve played anyone like of, of meaning outside of the conference yet, to where we can say like, oh, like that's an interesting result. Or is it just Um, Big Twelve teams playing each other? I would have to look it up. I'm not entirely sure. I mean, like Power 5 teams you're talking about? Yeah, like did Ole Miss play someone in the Big 12 or something like that? Probably not because the SEC only schedules one AA teams in their off. In their I mean, Georgia murdered schedules. Oregon and they're number 10 now, so. <laughs> True, but Georgia is not the number one team in the country. They're not. They're not. No. I would take Bama. I, that's not a hot Georgia. take. I know, I know. I'm just. I'm I just would take Ohio State and Bama over Georgia. All right, we're getting, we're digressing here. We're we're all over the place now, but it's good. It's good controversy. <laughs> Kansas State TCU. That's like TCU. If they win, Big 12's alive. Kansas State. I actually think could be maybe still be alive as well for a different for a different day because we don't need any more arguing. And then bounce back game with Bama. Like they're twenty and a half point favorites. Like. They're going to win that game. I don't really have any interest in them yet. I think they need to win out, and then I'll get interest in them. The part that I'm getting to now is we have, let's say, Georgia for college football playoff scenario, just strictly for the SEC. Well, I guess it'll have to depend on other teams. It does. It matters a lot. (laughs) It matters a ton. So Georgia goes undefeated. They beat Tennessee. Tennessee finishes 11-1. Yep. Alabama wins out. They're eleven and one. Yep. They beat Georgia in the SEC championship. Yep. So we have twelve and one Bama, twelve and one Georgia, eleven and one Tennessee. Yep. Let's say Ohio State goes undefeated. Mm-hmm. Right. Who else? And then what? And then Clemson goes undefeated. Yeah, we're out. Mm. Then we're done. We're out. Then we're out. But I will say though, the only way because in that scenario, we're number we're number I guess essentially number three out of the SEC. There is a way for us to go, and it would be unorthodox to send three SEC teams, but. You take you would take a tenant a one loss Tennessee team over a one loss Clemson team. You take them over a one loss TCU team, and you take them over a one loss um, any team in the Pac twelve and Michigan. You you what? have to do that. What if Oregon goes twelve and one? It doesn't and matter. You, losses to dude, Georgia. You think the playoff team? You think the playoff yes, team is going to? Oh, you're crazy! After what Georgia did to them? There's I, I mean, just said, like the loss is so bad, and the win is you, not. You, you the could win. never do that. Yeah, but the loss is week that. one, and it's a pack. It's a power five champion. It's Forty-nine to three. And they have a better. I know. I'm just saying. What's I, what's, what's worse? What's worse? It also depends how the Georgia Tennessee game goes. Can't send. Oregon. You don't think? Wait, you don't think you can send Oregon if they go twelve and one? Forty-nine and three on a neutral field. Tennessee will lose less than that. At Georgia, I, you know, honestly, what I think it comes down, and to we have a win the against the SEC champion. I, it comes down, it comes down to how we play against Georgia. If they beat us, if they spank us just as bad as they spanked Oregon, which in no way in hell that would happen, then yeah, I think Oregon has to go. But if it's a close game, if it's a close game, 
who in the hell would want to see Oregon in the playoffs? It would be another slacking. I think if you're the playoff I, yeah. committee, you're going to take a 12 and one team that barely lost to Georgia. Or are you going to take a 12 and one team that was a high school team versus Georgia? I don't even think you get better you the, like from a eyeballs view. I don't think you get more views if Oregon's in it. I think I don't think the the Pac-12, the West Coast cares about football that much. I think you so get both. Both both of you guys are in agreement that a 12 and one Oregon team would not. They're, it depends how we play against Tennessee. Georgia. No, I'm not it saying they would not. I think because like, I do think the committee like favors like conference champions, but it would be a tragedy if they let Oregon in over Tennessee with Oregon's awful loss to like any real competition, and Tennessee has Dude, a win over the SEC champion. How good would it be for ratings? Like you don't think they take into consideration ratings? How good it Bama, would Tennessee. how good would it be for ratings? Bama Tennessee. Really yeah, much? that would be. I mean, that'd be. I mean, but it wouldn't. It, I don't think it would be Bama Tennessee. I think it'd be. Tennessee, Ohio State. It would be if Bama. Oh, won yeah, they wouldn't let them play again. Yeah, they wouldn't let Georgia Bama play again. Be Bama Tennessee. It'd be sweet. Into it again. It would be. Who would you want to see? Who would you want to see? I think it, you guys are all wrong. It would be Ohio State versus Tennessee. You would have a replay of the SEC championship game. Beasler's playoff is a one-loss TCU versus a two-loss <laughs> Clemson. Versus a three-loss Kansas, and then maybe no, throwing Oregon. No, no, no. He's in, saying in, that if if in Bama, the scenario I gave, Ohio State would be one. But you'd have they'd be undefeated. Bama, I agree that I think you would have to have it that way. I'm, weirdly you'd enough, have to. or you put Tennessee in ahead of Georgia's. They're not going to have Georgia Bama play in the semifinal after Bama, just yeah, playing in the SEC championship. I agree. Like you have I to know, put Bama but... versus Tennessee. Yeah, I, yeah, we'll see. That we're that's like the biggest hypothetical ever. We like I don't think in the short history of this program, I don't think we've ever been more all over the place than we are tonight. It's better like and this. I love it. I, yeah, it's no, I love it. it I'm it, more it, fired up. Off, College football's better when Tennessee's back, baby. Yeah, and you know, and you guys are you guys are getting angry with me, and I love it because I I'm just trying to throw like neutral points out there of like what could happen and you guys are coming at me like i'm the biggest oregon fan of all time now and the biggest yeah this guy is the, essentially the pac-12 commissioner in <laughs> yeah essentially he's fox sports all right let's let's all everybody count of three let's take a deep breath one two three these are sucks <sighs> all right that breath. being said i gotta piss can i piss and my, right, my, my wife's right. getting mad at me, too. And Aaron gets right, mad when your, I talk your... too loud for too long. All right, I'll be back. All right, this is Mark's second bathroom break of the evening. I'll, I'll filibuster a little bit and continue. I'm curious now that we've, we've taken our deep breath, what, like, I think it's very, like, I think Tennessee has an unbelievable chance of getting in, but I also think there are many pathways where they don't get in. Yeah, no doubt. The, the biggest one is... Ohio State being undefeated, Clemson being undefeated, and Bama beating Georgia. Because Bama will definitely go as an SEC champion, and Georgia will go because they beat Tennessee. That's that's the situation I'm most worried about. If Clemson or Ohio's, I mean, it'll be Ohio State or Michigan, so Big Ten's got a team. So there's one open spot. Yeah. I hear what you're saying. I mean, the odds of a Pac-12 team being... Are slim. No, no, the, the odds of a Pac-12 team... Pac-12 conference winner having one loss, I think, are kind of high. I think that that's... One a, loss. But I think the only one loss team that gets in is Oregon. Not USC. 
No, because, because the I loss. think Oregon's one loss week one is like it's so far right, in the like past. They, I don't they think people want to see that. Like, and this is just this is just the soft, you know, the soft points. But like, man, aren't we so tired of the fourth seed getting cr- absolutely crushed by the one seed? And like, we just saw this happen. Like, we we've already seen the the top three teams, one of the top three teams play a bad Oregon team. Yeah, I mean, are they bad though, or were they bad? And I, I'm saying there's so much time for the Oregon schedule. Do you think to, for, you like, go from 49 the, to three to like a good, a competitive team? You think, or do you think like, I mean, Bo Nix isn't a good quarterback. Like he's not, and he's not going to be able to compete against. A, a, you guys got a lot of audio of a really solid pitch. Mark, no, Mark Mishu, Mark M A R K. I think. So like what did what did Bama end up beating Georgia in the SEC championship? It's like ten or four. No, it was a little bit more. They they had like a pick six, I think, in the end. It was a decent amount. It wasn't close. So I'm not saying you go from forty nine to three. Like that's you're not you can't come back like that much. But I think your team can get a lot better. First year head coach. Keep in mind, and Oregon has talent. I'm just saying there's a lot of schedule left for them to to show that they've improved greatly from that first game. And if you're basing it off of a week one terrible loss, like that's one, like maybe they deserve to be out. But also I think like the body of work from like improvement does mean something to the college football player. After the Ohio State, Clemson in Bama beats Georgia there. And after that situation, which I think is the one I'm most worried about, what's the next situation I should be most worried about as a Tennessee fan? Probably the Oregon. Oregon going, winning the rest of the... So if, if it's me, I should be I hoping... I think it's out. Pac-12. It's someone Pac-12. So it should be me hoping UCLA beats Oregon this weekend to eliminate... Or is that or is that like now make UCLA very attractive? No, I think no, that makes you UCLA can't, you, you, you can't have UCLA. You want UCLA, them to get you, knocked off. Yeah, exactly. So you want, you want them to get knocked off, then you worry about the second loss from all the teams. Yeah, you want Utah yeah. or USC to beat Oregon. As a Tennessee fan, priority number one is a Clemson loss. Priority number two is just cannibalism in the Power 12 as much as possible, with UCLA being top priority. Priority three is for Tennessee to win the rest of their games. Except for so the Priority three, and the hardest one, is for us to go into Athens and beat Oh, Georgia. my God. If we go into Athens and win pandemonium oh my god we would be the best team in college football and it like would be so clear all right let's let's that's a week away let's yeah let's but bring it look back, what happened boys. the last let's four bring, weeks how it unfolded it was amazing let's reel it back let's reel should it we back. what else do we got on the agenda we need to get our picks out all right okay so we have through week seven is that right yeah this yep, is week we eight have very bad records <laughs> which is becoming a trend in the two years of this show. Luke is 7 for 19 at 37%, minus 6 units. I am 7 for 20 at 35% and minus 8 units. Both very, very bad. Luke has been trending downward, and I just haven't quite fallen off the cliff, but it's not like I've been gaining any ground, really. But we're about halfway through. So if we can be this bad, we can turn it around, and we can finish even. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I know. That size says it all. The size says it all. It's been rough swimming. It's been rough, you know. But we're going to we'll, we'll continue to plug forward. I'm going to continue my strategy. I have 5 picks. 
I have three. And it sounds like, Mark, you might have a lot as well. I have some, yeah, a little off the, not necessarily straightforward picks, but I got some. Why don't you kick us off with your picks? <laughs> All right. That was very cryptic. Uh, well, I'll tell you why. Ole Miss, this is one of the straightforward ones. Ole Miss, I think, I think LSU sucks. Straightforward, like, whatever. Give us I just spread think. and who they play. Ole Miss, LSU, and the spread is LSU minus two and a half. I took Ole Miss, and I bought a half a point. So I have Ole Miss plus three. Um, and How do we deal with this? I put, I put two units. Okay. So you, you bet 200, or you bet 100 to win how much? Sorry, sorry. I bet three units to win two units. All right. So it's a three-unit bet with three-unit two-unit two reward. Yeah. Okay. Um, my second bet, and I plan to follow up, follow through with this, is a, I call it the uh, Clemson Fibonacci. <laughs> and so what I'll be doing is <laughs> I'll be doing a money line bet against each of Clemson's opponents throughout the rest of the season. Um, and I will be placing... You'll be a money line bet on Clemson. No, money line bet on their opponent. Oh. So it'll be he's doubling down on happiness. So every time I lose, let's say so they play Clemson this week, and let's say I bet one unit, or let's say I bet 0.5 of a unit. Um, the next week when they play Notre Dame, I'll bet one unit, and then the next game when they play Louisville, I'll bet two units, and then on Miami. The next game, if they if they keep covering or if they keep winning, I'll be fucked. But, <laughs> <if> they, <laughs> but this is, I think, this is the lock of the year. So Clemson money line. I call this the Fibonacci Clemson bet. Lock it in, folks. Sorry, it's not straightforward, but it's easy money. So it's Syracuse plus plus twelve, or no, it's money Syracuse money, money line, line, and the odds are what plus what? Yeah, but. The beauty of this matter. bet is it's a lock of the year, and essentially it could end of the year with, like, five-unit bet on oh, yeah. South oh, Carolina yeah. money this, line. If I lose this, I'll be on the streets. I mean, the, the what you sh- I kind of like the other side of it is just bet Clemson money line so that if they, c- if they continue to win out, you'll win something, and, like, and if Tennessee doesn't make it because they're undefeated, then, like, at least you won something. Dude, don't hedge happiness. I don't know if I am hedging happiness though. Like you are, if you bet moneyline Clemson the rest of the year, you're hedging. But I want them to lose. I'm just that. Yeah, I am hedging. It is hedging happiness. You are hedging happiness. Jesus Christ! Very much hedging happiness. (sighs) Okay, so that's a confusing bet. So plus what? What is it? Plus what? No, No, it's it's not that confusing. His odds. What are the odds for the Syracuse game? It's gonna be two or three something. It's. Three. It's plus four, plus four hundred for the Syracuse. Wow! So half a unit for Syracuse money line. So I. But Fibonacci, was, that's the important part. <laughs> so despite everything that I was saying about Clemson, I'm going to take Syracuse plus thirteen and a half. Um, I do think Clemson wins this game. I think it's close, but I think, I think Syracuse does enough to cover the thirteen and a half spread. How many units? I've been very, one unit. All my picks are going to continue to be one unit until I, you know, start to get on a little bit of a heater. But right now, Syracuse plus 13 and a half, I think that's a lot of points. 
like I was saying, I like underdogs. I have a couple favorites, but I've been leaning towards underdogs recently. I'm going to continue to ride that wave. I'll go next. I also have the Ole Miss game, and the, I think the hesitate or the reason the the line is so low is or why Ole Miss is the underdog is because LSU showed some semblance of an offense against Florida. They scored, I believe, like forty two or forty five points. I just I don't believe that this LSU team can keep up with Ole Miss. Very similar. It's a very similar thought process to Tennessee. Just, just too much firepower. This, I think this game is at noon. I, oh no, it's two thirty. It's the primetime CBS game. But I, it's a, tra- I mean, it's a trap line, right? Like this is number eight Ole Miss against unranked LSU. But it's, it's. I think, I, I think El- Tennessee is a good comp for Ole Miss, and that game just wasn't even close. So I'll go Ole Miss plus two for two units. I'm on them as well for one unit. There you go. That's scary. Yeah. So we got all three <laughs> of us on Old Miss. So I will give another pick. So all three of us are on Old Miss. I'll give another pick. This will be one of my favorites. I have Penn State minus four at home to Minnesota. I think people are have a sour taste in their mouth about that Michigan game. I think Michigan just matched up really well against Penn State. Minnesota is not a good team. They got blown out kind of by Illinois and their quarterback went down at the end of the game now I haven't checked to see if he's available my confidence is that I don't care if he is or not I think Penn State covers this game minus four and might be a night game too is that I think it is I think it's a night game which like a night game in Penn State I don't know if they're doing the wide out but a night game Penn State minus four against Minnesota is not. There's nothing else going on with that line. Like they're saying that if this game was played in Minnesota, it would be like minus one or pick them. That doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. I kind of jumped on it early, so I didn't do that much research. But I'm just I'm feeling confident. Okay. I don't need to do it. Uh, I have. I'll go next since I'm the only one that's been given two. My other. It's another two unit bet. And it's outside of my comfort zone, and it's more... I've been so hosed by quarterback like injuries and catching the line at the wrong time before stuff's announced, but I'm going to go... Uh, it's Northwestern at Maryland game, and I'm going to go Maryland minus 14. And I, I Tulia had a knee injury, and unclear, he's going to be a game-time decision. That sounds like he's not playing. But this Northwestern team is very, very bad and can't score. And I think Maryland's got enough guys on the outside from the, the little bit I've watched of them that they can like make things happen and make it a little bit easier for the, for the backup. So two-unit play, Maryland minus 14. Don't hate it, but I hate Maryland. I hate <laughs> I hate Talia. You just can't ever touch them. So. N- noted. What do you got for us, Mark? <laughs> Fibonacci, Fibonacci Clemson. Come on. <laughs> okay. Okay. He's done. So he came in. He okay. <laughs> All right. Old Miss perpetual bet. This is how he ropes us in to get it. Hooks us. He puts the hook in and gets back on the show yeah. for his next millennium. <laughs> I had three. Three. To All right. Two. So you had three units on Ole Miss. Two. Two. Oh, Mark had three. Yeah. No. I. I'll upgrade. I'll upgrade mine to two as well. Lovely. Yeah. You guys. You guys know your stuff, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna ride with you guys there. 
So, Luke, how many, you've got one more pick. I've got... Two more? You have two more. more, right? I have four more picks. Four more? You have seven picks? Six picks. You have Syracuse, Ole Miss, right, Minnesota. Three more, picks. three more picks. I got lost in the count. Okay. I'll be quick. Oklahoma State plus six and a half at home against Texas. Home dog, like coming off a loss, I like it. I think Gundy is a good coach. I think they've got a great quarterback, senior quarterback. I think he's senior. I like plus six and a half. I have Purdue plus two and a half. Um, I believe they're at Wisconsin. I I think Wisconsin, the intern, the you know, I got smoked against them with the Northwestern. My brother was right about kind of the new juice with the intern. I think that juice is worn off. Purdue plus two and a half. My last second. (laughs) Juice, juice. Nope, nope, juice. And then my last pick is Washington minus seven and a half against California. California is just downright bad. They lost a they lost to a, a terrible Colorado team. Washington has shown that they have like a very competent offense, and I think that takes care of business, no problem against Cal. I'll make my last one. Those quick. are my six. Woo. They're all the rest of those that you just listed are one unit, right? Correct. My last one is Texas A&M minus three at South Carolina. This is, I just can't get away from betting against South Carolina and how bad they are and how much of a joke their coach is. I know they beat a Kentucky team without Will Levis, but I I think they're – I mean, I think Spencer Rattler's a fraud, obviously. I've made all these points before, so <laughs> that's a one-unit bet for me. <laughs> no. One-unit bet. Um, so, Mark is texting us right we now. We better cut that, that out of the freaking episode. For, for, <laughs> I, I, for missing dinner. <laughs> yeah, I have the power of that. He said, so, do you do you need? Yeah, text what he said. I'm about. I'm a dog, or I'm a. I'm about to get yelled at for missing <laughs> dinner. I'm such in the doghouse. Daddy isn't getting any tonight in New York. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and this is going to be a good snake draft too. I'll be here for yeah. the snake. Do, are you going to are you going to be quick. here for the snake, or do you, do you need to make the <laughs> the decision for the? Okay. <laughs> okay. Luke, we have the snake draft of alpha moves. Can you pull up the order, please? Yep. Here we go. <laughs> Drum roll, please. All right, Daddy ain't getting it. Okay, so. Yep. <laughs> I'm first. Mark is second, Beasler is... Oh, no, no, sorry. I'm first, Beasler second, Mark's third. Okay, kick us off. All right, first overall pick in alpha moves. I'm going to have to take serving in a war. I think that is, like, the biggest alpha... If you run into a guy that has, like, yeah, I served, you're like, oh, oh, shit, and... and Girls like it, like, there's respect there, instant respect. I think, like, are serving in the military. Serving is, is I'll take uh, for the number one pick. That's pretty good. That I mean, that's like a pick where you just can't say anything. Yeah, I know. That's why I, like, felt Otherwise, weird saying it, but I think it's the right – I think it's a good pick. I think it's a pretty good pick, too. I think it's, you know, respect to the troops, so I'll, I'll leave it at that. I now I feel bad going second. No, no, no! I don't want to do that. That's like you want me to give like. No, no, no! I'll give my second pick. No, that's a great first pick because now you know I'm going the complete opposite direction, and like, 
now I'm going like an alpha move, but kind of like a like a jerk alpha move, but it is still an alpha move, and that's taking both the armrest on an airplane. That is an alpha move. That's you really good. You sit down and you po- you post up, and you're like, these these are both mine, and you you can't you can't get away from these. That's my first pick. That's really good. So I get two. So I'll go in no particular order. Um, number one is being called buddy. Calling someone buddy. Calling someone, buddy. Yeah, calling someone. Hey, bud, buddy. Yep. That's alpha. Definitely makes the other person beta. And then number two is when someone else puts the jacket on your girlfriend, wife, fiance. That's a big alpha move right there. That you, it's hard to recover from that. Yeah, that's the second. The both of them are bad. The second one is you can't because then you're also like in the doghouse the rest of the night too. Oh yeah, where it's you're like, like, oh, well, I was they, going to. They look at you like you're they, not a gentleman. You're not a gentleman. And your wife or partner is like, why didn't you do that? It's like I was going to. Yeah, you just exactly. Beat me to it. It's like no, honey. I thought you were warm. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. I like that one. All right, my next pick is sending back a steak or an expensive wine. <laughs> alpha move. These are so good. These are way better than mine. Yeah, alpha, alpha move. move or, or I've gotten yelled at and been told I'm I'm actually a dick for doing that. It's an alpha move though, because if I if, wanted me, I wanted I wanted medium rare, not well done, and I yell at the waiter, tell him to bring it back, and I get yelled at. The expensive wine one's good too, because like you never really see it. <laughs> so if you sit That's back so and kids, you're like, you try it, you're like, no, nah, this isn't it. This is an answer. You're an alpha. <laughs> okay. Alpha. So I have two now. Uh, the uh, the one I'm going to pick is calling out someone else for trying to be an alpha. Someone tries to do something mucho macho and you, you say, hey, buddy, what are, you, what are you doing? You're just trying to be an alpha male. You're trying to flex. That's okay. I don't love that one, okay. though. I, actually, no, I'm not going to say that's a. I don't like that one. <laughs> that was bad. Mine aren't, mine aren't going to be that good. I don't think that. <laughs> I'm a little nervous he's, now. He's panicked now. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. The other one is I'll put call the uh, power handshake where you don't release oh, yeah. before before the other guy. And I just oh, yeah. I always think of Trump and Trudeau like basically holding hands for like a minute and a half because neither one of them wanted to break it's that's like the ultimate alpha like google what's an alpha move it's dominating a handshake <laughs> just dominating the handshake whether it's like you squeeze way too hard or you, you don't let go whatever it is dominating the hand that's a good pick good recovery from your second <laughs> pick yeah that's a good one all right so, so there, you got nine I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stick with the restaurant route. I don't. I like to normally like diversify and cover a lot of different, you know, segments. But I, I like this one a lot, and it's ordering market price without asking what the price is. <laughs> <laughs> you just oh, what, oh that's our it's our mar- market price. You say yeah, I'll have it. Mm-hmm. You don't even know mm-hmm. what it is, but I'll have it. Mm-hmm. The people yeah. sitting with you are like, oh, this this guy's got money. My first, one of my first dates with my wife, I ordered the seafood tower market <laughs> price. I think that's, that's I think seal the deal. I couldn't go wrong after that. Yeah, yeah. See, you, they bring out a seafood. They if they bring out a seafood tower, did uh, did, did daddy golden. get lucky that night? Everyone knows that. Everyone knows. Go to the seafood tower you, first date. You'll impress. Did you ask what the price was? 
Huh? Did you ask? No. Yeah, there you go. Alpha. You're an alpha. No, I went and checked. I told him, what's the price? <laughs> when the <laughs> all right, you're all up. Right. Last two my, picks. All right, so my, I get two picks. All right, I, this one's recent. This one's new. It's when you're in a group of guys, and then we're all talking about, like, home improvement projects, you know, and someone says, I did something, and it's like, holy hell, like, you just replaced your fireplace? <laughs> And it's like, I put together some Ikea furniture, and then he alphas you in front of the other spouses. That happens to me a lot. That's a big alpha move. When you start gloating about your home improvement projects, you can really make someone feel Would you say insecure. that, like, being a handyman, does that play or Yo, no? Yeah, that's, like, is for, oh, for the you, graphic. Oh being, oh, being handy, that's great. How would you like it on the graphic, vein, though? Yeah, handyman. Being handyman a handyman? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Handyman. Okay, that's a, I like. Um, that. And then in that same vein, I feel very alphaed um, at home when I come home and my wife is cutting my lawn. <laughs> so our lawn. That's a big alpha move. So your alpha move is cutting the lawn. Or cutting someone else's lawn. It's like I don't need you to cut my lawn. Cutting somebody else's I, lawn. I'm thankful. Yeah. Sometime my neighbor cut my lawn and I was like, "You trying to take my wife and my dog too, man?" Yeah, I like that one. That's a weird one because also like your your neighbor's probably just doing something nice, but you're also like yeah, you, but he looks like a really really like good crap? guy, and you look like a lazy asshole when you're someone else cuts your lawn. Yeah, and you're like, wow, they really thought the lawn looked that bad where they had to cut it themselves. Like, oh, okay, go ahead. All right, good good couple picks. I like them. I'm up next. I thought I had some pretty good heat to start, and I'm falling off a little bit. I have so many restaurant ones that I just can't do it again. But I'm going to just go with like putting your hand on somebody's shoulder. Like especially if you're a little bit taller than them. Just like gently putting on putting it on their shoulder. Like Bane style. Yeah, just like here, I'm I'm a I'm a little bit above you and like it's okay. I can do this and it's comfortable for me. So that's my pick. Not a great pick apparently. I had a I had a couple left. <laughs> Uh, but I, I think I'm gonna. Well, you have one more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I think I'm gonna make, make go off the script. Um, I like it. When we were when we were younger, our uh, this is like this is like the inverse of a. It's like a beta move, but it makes someone else like an alpha kind of. Is when we were younger, my dad would take us to Vegas when when we were uh, I mean like 16 or 18, and like we didn't have a job, we didn't have money, so my dad would like base and he, my dad didn't want to go play like you know five dollar tables, so he. would give us money to go play at the Bellagio at like, you know, fifteen, twenty dollar tables and obviously whatever money we won we gave back to him and whatever money we lost we didn't. But there'd be those times where you catch a cold streak real early at the vacation, you have to go ask Ubba for more money to gamble. <laughs> oh, I that's, agree. Actually, that's like a very I think you're not hitting the right re- you're dancing around it, but it's throwing someone else money to the table because <laughs> they've lost so much and be like just have some I'll fun, kid. Back later. <laughs> yeah, have some fun, you little toddler. Learn how to freaking play blackjack. I don't want to. I don't want you to stand over my shoulder. Here, play with some. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you? What do you, load, what do you want that to say? Huh? What do you want that to say? Uh, asking for more money from someone in Vegas, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like all right. We'll put that on. That's got to be the ultimate like beta move. Yeah. But we'll, we'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll put that on the graphic. Um, okay, so that's our snake draft. I, that was actually 
That was a good one. I enjoyed that one. I had like in there, I had wearing pink. I had just being naked in general. That's an alpha move. I had winning a, winning like a physical a physical fight. Uh, Naturally. That, yeah, that was it. A couple of mine was just like paying for the check. That's Mark, are you taking a ordering, shit? Ordering like... No, no. <laughs> Trying to get changed for dinners. Right, two, two, two things at one. But a couple last two to, or last two to finish off the draft of my honorable mentions. Ordering for the whole table. That's kind of an awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Being a, being appetizer guy. Yeah. One of my I heard this from another podcast actually, but it really rings true. Is helping helping another guy off the boat. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Pretty good too. Offering your hand. I like that That's one. Really... Yeah. Here, let me help you out, buddy. That's the last good. one that I had was calling someone by the wrong name on purpose. Like <laughs> if you're in a business setting and you know his name's Tim, you're like, Hey, Tom, how are you doing? <laughs> I guess the kind of your alpha mate, especially if it's on purpose. So that's it. Yeah, that's all I got for honorable mention. I think that'll wrap up our episode here. Mark, that was a pleasure having you on. It was a pleasure seeing you get excited, seeing you get very frustrated when I was talking about the Pac-12. But as always, that was a very fun episode. And congrats to your Vols one more time. Go Vols. Vols, We're back. Let's go, Vol. See you guys. All right, we'll see you next week. Enjoy your weekend.